Hello, welcome to the Nerd One Podcast. I'm your host, Vincent. In today's show, we're doing round three of But Does It Really Suck? Today, we're doing Steel, 1997 edition. So sit down, buckle up, we're going to nerd out. So, I'm going to start by saying this. This was a really tough movie to watch, and I think it's in part because of the current state of the Marvel Universe, and even the DCEU, because both of them have such quality behind it that it made this movie seem pretty subpar. But you know, in this segment, we're here to find the gems in the rough. You know, the good and the crap. So... Let's do this, shall we? And just kind of a heads up for you. To do this review, I couldn't really take the movie too seriously. Alright, let's do it. So this movie revolves around three main characters. Um, John Henry Irons, or Johnny. Uh, Susan Sparks, or Sparky. And Nathaniel Burke. With Burke, of course, being the villain of the movie. Um, all three were actually... Um, Military professionals, I think lieutenants um, in different ranks, um, in a special weapons division of the military. Now, after an experiment goes wrong because of Burke, um, Iron, well, Johnny, um, retires from the military. Uh, Sparky is honorably discharged because of an injury that she suffered during the experiment, and Burke is dishonorably discharged. So after going home, uh, Johnny tries to find just a normal life, normal job, and is working in a steel factory. And ironic, isn't it? But as time goes on, he's noticing that uh, weapons are flooding through the streets of a certain military type that he helped design, which helped you know cause the explosion in the very beginning of the movie. So what happens is that he goes around looking for these weapons, these guns. He finds a local street gang that you know has them. Wants to know where they're getting them from. They won't talk. Of course, they won't talk. They're getting paid not to talk. So what Johnny does is uh, he said basically he understands to take down these weapons. He needs to become something else. He needs to become someone else. So with his friend Uncle Joe, who works like as a metal yard or recycling yard or something like that. They don't really say what he does. He builds a suit of armor to help protect himself against these weapons that are flooding in the streets and becomes steel. One of the one of the best parts about this movie is how easily everyone figures out that Johnny is steel. There's really no is he or isn't he? He's like, yeah it's him. You, you can tell. Seven foot guy. The face is pretty much exposed. It's, it's Johnny. You, you can tell it is. But, so what happens is that Johnny makes a suit of armor and he makes a hammer that has the same capabilities as these weapons that are flooding the streets. So, the weapons, weapons are basically, they have a high energy pulse that can break down concrete barriers. It has a, they don't really explain what it is, but it's, looks like a rocket flare 
get shot out and apparently it's an instant paralysis or instant knockout and also there's a high energy beam as well as well they can cut through steel um really anything they break into kind of a local um it's a local bank i believe and they just basically cut through the walls without any problems but after i think it was one round or so uh you know johnny employs you know these of uh, his friend sparky who actually finds at a veteran's home because she's now disabled from waist down and i gotta say she you know she does well in the movie the only problem is that they they should just call her what she is she's oracle is what she is because if you're not familiar with the character of oracle from the dc comics oracle is barbara gordon after she's paralyzed from the waist down she's super intelligent in both technology tactics and you know really everything um she knows the whole police system she basically builds whatever she wants just because she knows how and she has rash brown hair that's the exact same character we have here so it's kind of weird to see that and see everyone just calling her sparky when she was just barbara gordon or oracle now like i said we're here to find the good parts of the movie so the absolute best part of this movie it's going to sound really weird is in the very beginning you meet uh the commanding officer colonel david now he's in maybe 10 minutes of the movie maybe less and his acting and his character are far superior to everyone else because what they really seem, seem to do with this movie was to take you know it focused on shack you know he was the big draw at the time which is fine you know good guy I assume but you know he was that draw for this movie other movies other things in general and they want to make sure that they got a whole cast who couldn't out act him and I'm serious so if you watch this movie you'll see what I'm talking about where like you know uh, the bad guy Burke super cheesy uh, Sparky super cheesy uh, Uncle Joe super cheesy funny part I don't have the guy's name written down the guy who plays Uncle Joe is the original Shaft fun fact right so like I said but it seemed like that that Colonel David character really was like the best of all of it now onto the villain um, Burke is really your kind of typical 90s you know villain he has aspirations for taking over the world for you know what well basically become the richest person in the world and he's doing it by you know bringing these weapons he helped design in the military to the streets but what he's going to do is sell them to high profile criminals across the world but he will be the only one who can actually supply the ammunition so it's kind of a revolving door the you know bad guys have the guns but they need him for the ammunition or as he calls them three charge because more energy based weapons um now the cheesy the cheesiest character of this entire movie and 
he's that's one of those he's so cheesy he's funny it's actually it's a local crime boss called big willie that burke actually goes to and asks for resources and help to actually get the guns manufactured and produced and into the hands of the local street gangs to help cause commotion and really make a demonstration to the world and to actually believe they're actually in los angeles to kind of show them what these weapons can do this guy has the you know long hair super greasy uh he's sucking on a toothpick the entire time wearing a gray suit and looks like when he's not sucking on the toothpick he is chewing a very ripe lemon he has a look on his face the eyes are squinted the mouth is super puckered and i don't know it's like he should almost talk like a snake and i think ghost has an opinion on this as well i think he's saying i'm a little too mean about him he hasn't seen the movie so i'll show him the movie and he'll understand just watch but one thing they try to do with this movie was they really try to underline a romantic relationship between uh, Johnny and Sparky. But in the end, it kind of comes up being more of a, we're good buddies. But throughout the whole entire movie, you could tell they're building to some sort of a, like romantic relationship. Where when both of them are in danger, they're, you know, just that cry for help for each other, you know, comes out. Unless I'm just reading it wrong, which it could be. But from there, the music was very 90 style, which, you know, at the time was you know, kind of cool. It was kind of a, a rock hip hop kind of mix to it. Um, but, you know, one thing that they want to make sure you knew about this movie, and I'll kind of wrap up on this, they want to make sure that you were watching a DC movie. And I say it's for two reasons. Uh, one, this came out in 97. I believe around the time of Batman Forever. I believe so. And they referenced the Batcave. I mean, there's a, a chase scene. and oh, Also, the chase scenes were hilarious. Half the movie, it is still running from the cops. On a motorcycle, that is way too small for him. They literally should invest some more money in the motorcycle because it looks like Shaq was riding like one of those kind of comical mini motorcycles. I mean, the, the guy is like six foot seven or seven foot. They could have done a little better in a motorcycle. But anywho, he randomly disappears. He loses the cops. And, you know, the cops get out of the car in typical fashion of, gosh darn, we lost him. And, you know, the cop driving is like, where'd he go? And the cop in the passenger seat said, well, maybe the Batcave. And it wasn't like just like a very subtle, it was like really blown out there. And also, um, I think everyone knows this. I believe on Shaq's left arm or so, he has the Superman logo on it. And in this, you get a solid minute look at that logo. I'm not joking when he's kind of making his steel costume, it is about a minute long of a look at that. So it's kind of hammering in that, yes, Superman exists in this universe. Batman exists in this universe. We want you to know that. But guys, 
that's all I have for you this one. Like I said, this one's most hard to watch, but we're gonna keep going on these. These are kind of fun, just to see kind of production changing. Like I said, really finding that you know diamond in the rough. But once again, guys, this is the Nerd One Podcast. I'm your host Vincent. Come find us on social media. Um, we're at Nerd One Five on Twitter, Nerd One Podcast on Instagram. Uh, we have Facebook as well. Also, keep in mind we do have that contest going on. Like I said. Um, It'll be this week. So check out, you know, either this episode, maybe in here, the Wednesday episode, or the Friday episode. But guys, like I said, the rules, contest, I'll say them again when the contest happens. But for now, stay safe out there, stay clean, wash your hands. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good day.